0: Don't give a shit and succeed. Stoic meditations for men to design an easy life. Do the most stressful things in life feel beyond your control? Are you a people pleaser? Stressed out? Overbooked? Not getting the life you wish? For many good-hearted people, their empathy for others and their causes weighs them down and holds them back in life. But what if much of the worry in life is 100% unnecessary? Imagine being able to go about your day without carrying the weight of needless stress and worry. Saving your time, energy, attention, and money. Get better at saying no, not just to people, but to things that demand your attention. Stop finding yourself worrying about things that you can't control. Set boundaries without being a jerk. Rewire the biological defaults that make you needlessly stress out. In this book, you will discover how to drop the horrid habit that most men have mastered. Eliminate the number one concern that holds men back in their lives. Adopt a superpower that will propel you far in life. Trim energy-draining tendencies, avoid lifelong losing battles that almost everyone in America falls for, and utilizing the best tools to save your energy. Becoming more carefree and reducing your stress is just a click away. Don't give a shit and succeed. Stoic meditations for men to design an easy life. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com. Slash stoic. That's reinventideal.com slash stoic. You're listening to reinvent ideal, dating and life advice for men. you're struggling though. You need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. Well we're all enjoying our day. We're gonna lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red, red pill, pill p- prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations, to investigate with a council of men, the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. A lot of men seek to become a reinvented man for a covert agenda. And reinvented man, if you don't know what that refers to is, well, my company's name is Reinvent Ideal because that refers to reinventing what is the ideal life for a male in today's world. And the reinvented man is living that life, where he's not a slave to an employer. Instead, he runs his own business. It's a freedom-location-independent-based business that has him doing only what he enjoys doing, only what he wants doing, doesn't answer to a boss. And at home, he doesn't answer to a wife. He doesn't have a woman that he's married to who's deteriorating in appearance And becoming bitchier by the day and has these kids that he didn't even want but she wanted and they don't respect him and they take advantage of him. That's not the reinvented man. That's what we're trying to get away from. The reinvented man has a harem of women, a rotation, or a book of beauty. Many girlfriends. Maybe they even know all about each other and they're okay with it because women would rather share such a man than be saddled with a faithful loser. That is the reinvented man, but a lot of guys are going to seek the skills that it takes and the talents and do the hard work of becoming a reinvented man for a hidden agenda and that's not to necessarily live the life of say Andrew Tate. Or Hugh Hefner. Not looking to live that kind of life, but they want to use these skills to go back to living that blue pill ideal of finding the woman of their dreams and marrying them. It's just like when the uh, old pickup artists first came around and a lot of like the nerdy nice guys were seeking to learn how to do pickup so they could use it to find that quality girlfriend that they would eventually marry. Knowing how dangerous it is in the Western world to get married, if you still want to do it, well, you deserve all the pain that you end up getting anyway, but even monogamy itself, I think, is a very risky thing because of how it can lead you down to the pathetic path of one-itis and make you fall for that soulmate mythology again, and you become desperate, and you surrender the frame slowly over time. Uh, The process of domestication, where it's death by a thousand concessions, as Richard Cooper likes to say. But still, some guys, they want to be monogamous, and guys are just going to want what they want. That's fine, but on today's episode, I want to share something with you of a different way to look at life, a different way to think about your Priorities as a man, and who you're going to be devoting all of your energy, effort, and affection to, and who deserves that devotion more than anyone else. I'm going to share with you the only person that you do need to marry, the person that you need to prioritize above all else and be the number one person in your life, someone that you need to prioritize even more than yourself. It goes beyond original point of concern, because this is far more important. Now, before we get into that, I want to say uh, this here, is that a big part of becoming a reinvented man is getting your financial life together, and there's a big uh, thing going on right now in um, this male space, or the Red Pill Consortium, that's talking about, hey, uh, there's going to be so many single women in the future, uh, referring to the Morgan Stanley study called the Rise of the She-Economy, and I hope that the guys are joking when they say this. I hear this way too often on so many of these other podcasts. They're all saying, oh, I want to invest in dog food because they think, hey, there's going to be more single women out there and the single women are all going to have dogs. That's going to be their new romantic partner, I guess, or their new replacement family member for a husband is they're gonna have dogs so invest in dog food well in an upcoming episode i'm gonna really address this rise of the she economy and how you should invest your money specifically to take advantage of it but i gotta say this here this whole invest in dog food is probably the dumbest most pitiful shittiest ill-minded short-sighted retarded tip That you could possibly hear. Don't do that. Ignore everyone that's saying invest in dog food. That's a dumb idea. And I'm going to break it down as to why. I think most of the red pill guys that are saying that, they're joking, or at least I hope. But on that episode, it's going to be probably one of the best ones I've ever done here. On that episode, I'm going to tell you exactly how to invest and give you the most clear rationale as to why you should invest that way and you will be convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that that is in fact the correct way to invest your money and you are going to be investing in something that is successful long term so of all the episodes coming up here i would encourage you not to miss that one the most and also want to point out some other things that the study highlights or that the study points out so the wage gap bullcrap that you hear all the damn time I'm also going to give you something that is so powerful that it's going to shred that argument straight to shit. Anytime you hear some bitchy feminist that's telling you about the wage gap, you're going to have all the ammo you need to shut that bitch the fuck up. Can't wait to get into it. But Back to today's program and who it is that you really need to marry. Who is the person that is 100% right for you and deserves all of your energy and devotion? That person is your future self. That is the most important person in your life, your future self. Whether you're looking for a woman to marry or just many women to date, a woman that falls into either category will find a man married to his future self truly irresistible. And to illustrate what I mean by this here, there was someone I once knew who was a very impatient person. She would often spend her paycheck right away with splurges the Friday she was paid. And many people would tell her that she should set some money aside. And in 10 years, she'd thank herself that she did. But you know what happened. She never did. She would also waste it on some of the dumbest shit ever, like shoes and purses and vacations that she knew she couldn't even afford. They were put on the credit card. And also... Tarot card readings? Yeah, I'm serious. She believed in tarot cards. And what she would say is, well, what's the point of having money if you don't use it? Ten years later, this woman is still living with her parents. The point here is that by spoiling herself in the present, she screwed over her future self. But to marry your future self is to do the opposite. Now, another example is a fella I know by the name of Sam. When we, we were in college... Many of his friends decided to take it easy. I was one of them. I was one of his friends that uh, decided to take it easy. You all know the story about me, how I originally wanted to be an actor, and that was what I studied. I got my useless degree in acting, and there was no economic future in it. And I kind of knew that. I kind of knew that. I mean, I didn't want to acknowledge it at the time. I wanted to believe that I could go out to Hollywood and be an actor. But what kept me in the major, really, was that the classes were fun. Really didn't have to do any hard work with studying. Sam, however, he thought about his future self and took up something very difficult. And it was also in demand and economic. He studied accounting and he went on to become a CPA. In 10 years, he was making six figures and had a million dollars in retirement savings. Whereas me and every other guy that uh, took it easy in college, we ended up moving back in with our parents after college and living paycheck to paycheck. For a while, I even ended up sleeping in a storage unit for eight months because that's how unemployable I was with just a useless degree in acting. Thankfully, I was able to pull myself out of that over many years of hard work. But that's another thing is that because I was lazy early on, I had to work twice as hard in the end. Sam's retired now, and he's got a very nice cushion of money to be relying on in his retirement. Now, a third example here, a fella named Dan, who's a very horny guy. He's got low sexual intelligence, and he would satisfy his cravings for sexuality by watching pornography, and he would watch it frequently. This was a coaching client of mine that came to me for help with that problem. And every time he felt the urge, he'd immediately go to his computer and start jacking off going on a porn watch binge. And this habit caused him to burn out his dopamine receptors and nerve endings, making him fully insensitive to sexual stimulation. It got to a point here where he couldn't get an erection because he just made himself so insensitive. He focused more on pleasing himself in the present than stopping to consider What his future self might appreciate and thank him for he not only lost the ability to get erections easily The poor guy's got to take viagra now, but he also pissed away countless hours with his long porn binges So what am I going with this here? What am I trying to get across? Well, that's this here is that whenever you are about to do something anything at all You should always just take a minute to ask yourself how your future self Will feel about it. Will you look back at this action five years from now and think, man, I'm glad I did that five years ago? Or you don't even have to look that far ahead. You can just look a few hours ahead and think to yourself, hey, a few hours from now, am I going to look back and be like, man, I'm glad I did that? Because I'll tell you what, if it was something like, get the hard work of the day out of the way now, absolutely, you're going to look back five hours from then and say, man, I'm glad I got that over with early on in the day. Or if it's something, where it's much longer term like save a hundred dollars or spend a hundred dollars on something stupid just think those five years later you'll be like man am i glad i did that or are you gonna say damn it i wish i hadn't done that you see far too many guys look only to satisfy themselves in the present and refuse to delay gratification And this is largely because the rewards now are great, and it's a very pleasant experience having it right now, and they may think that the experience will be no more pleasant in the future. And since you will experience it at some point, hey, why not do it today, since you're not guaranteed tomorrow? An old saying that says, hey, hard work pays off later, but laziness pays off now. There's something that's forgotten about this line of thinking, is that while laziness rewards you now what they don't tell you is that it costs you later and it costs you a lot more later you see you may not be guaranteed to live to pay those costs but there's still a great chance you could and just as savings compounds to become greater in the future, the unpaid costs from laziness and failure to postpone gratification compound as well. Best example of it, ask anyone with credit card debt. They're saying, oh, I don't wanna pay the price now, I wanna pay it later. The longer that they delay the payment, the greater the cost is going to be. Now, sure, it brings happiness now, but that happiness right now will not compensate for the misery that will come about in the future another great example is when a guy chooses to get married right away i'll tell you what man, the, the wedding day it may actually be the happiest day of his life but that's mostly because from there it's all downhill for the rest of her life you remember the movie american beauty where right in the beginning lester burnham is in the shower jerking off and he says hey this is the high point of my day because it's all downhill from here that's what married life is like You saw what his marriage was like in the movie. While the wedding and the wedding night are probably going to be awesome, paying the hefty price tags of weddings is going to haunt you for much longer than the one day that you were happy and enjoying it. And really... Did you even enjoy the wedding? I mean, there's a reason why they say it's the bride's day. I mean, we all do everything that the bride wants. They never consult the groom and what he wants and everything. As time goes on, you may end up watching the slow deterioration of the marriage because your wife is going to become bitchier and more disrespectful to them over time. I mean, it's only natural for married couples to drift apart. And even if you're in love and you're having sex, Every night, even with that, eventually the novelty of it is going to wear off. I mean, if you had a girlfriend that you've had sex with almost every single time that you were with her, you find that it's not as special with her than it is when you have sex with someone new. And it's not that there's anything wrong with her either. There's probably nothing wrong with her at all. It's just, eventually the novelty wears off. Now, there's a guy that works in porn who says he be, he gets sick of having sex because the novelty's worn off. Or a guy that works as a ice cream uh, taste tester. And even he, he says, hey, I get sick of the ice cream too because it just wears off. So the same's going to happen with marriage. It's just natural for couples to drift apart. But I'll tell you what's also likely. There was this thing going around on TikTok where the girls were actually bragging about this like it was something for them to be proud of. What's very likely to happen is that your wife's appearance is going to degrade over time and she's going to become less like the beautiful woman you married with each passing day. She's going to get fat. She's going to get old. It's just the way things go. and There's nothing you can do to stop the effects of time on her. And you can see deep down, these guys that are with uh, wives that have gotten fat on them, deep down, those guys are depressed. And this is going to sound very harsh. It's going to sound very judgmental. And it's going to sound like a very asshole thing to say. But I believe it is 100% true. If your wife gets fat on you, she doesn't love you. Because a woman that loves her husband understands what men like and what men want from the marriage and from their wives and she's not going to give it to them because what men what men value about women is feminine youth and beauty now we can't help the youth being expended we can't help that going away because that's just the effects of time the passage of time we can't stop that but you can very easily control how much weight you gain so if a woman is getting fat on you I hate to be the one to tell you, but it's because she doesn't love you. That doesn't mean that all skinny and sexy women that are married, that doesn't mean they they love their husbands by default just because they're skinny and sexy. No, that doesn't mean that. But if I were a woman and I were married to a man and I wanted to make his life miserable, well, I know that the marriage contract says, basically, he can't have sex with anyone else without my permission. And if he does, that's marital infidelity. I can use that to... Divorce him and take half of his shit. So I have that in my pocket and if I want to really make him miserable Then i'll make sex so undesirable to him or deny it to him altogether or just be so Physically repulsive to the point where he doesn't even want to get it from me Is that something that you would do if you loved your husband? No, it's not you would do the opposite because you understand that hey he loves having sex and men Do not feel loved unless they get sex. It's true So getting married for a high right now comes with a big price, with either an expensive divorce later, or what I think is worse is the pain of staying in a miserable marriage forever. And then other guys may also decide to have kids right away. And the day those kids are born may in fact be the happiest days of their lives. They always say that, oh, the happiest day of my life was when my child was born. And I believe it. It probably is the happiest day of your life because it's all downhill from there. In the future, there's many sleepless nights, broken furniture, and never-ending expenses ahead. Even when the kids are fully grown, that doesn't necessarily mean they stop requiring you to pay for them. Many people in their 30s and their 40s are still relying on their parents for financial support. I know, my sister was one of them. She was 37 years old and was still going to my parents for financial support. That's how pathetic she was. And these guys that do this, they think to themselves... Well, at least I'll have somebody to keep me out of a nursing home and someone to look after me in old age. Guys, if you think that, you are 100% wrong for thinking that because the number one complaint of old people is that their kids and grandkids don't call them enough or never visit them. And really, if you're going to rely on your kids to take care of you in old age, you must really hate your kids because we've done the studies and it shows that you're going to cost them $700,000 in lost earnings in lost Wage potential lost 401k savings and earnings and then also in lost social security and many family caregivers They find themselves depressed and they often die within four years of becoming a caregiver So if you are going to rely on your kids to do that You must really hate your kids if you want to stay out of the nursing home Then the way you do that is you think about your future self today and what needs to be done to stay in good health So you don't become nursing home material and if you think the condition is unavoidable They need to start saving money now So you can afford a home health aid when the day arrives or buy a long-term care insurance policy Because i'll tell you what there is no worse time to be poor than when you're old being poor when you're a teenager Or when you're in your early 20s and can't afford to put gas in your car That's going to seem like a picnic compared to being poor in old age Everything is more expensive in those final decades, even just to stay alive. A great podcaster and writer, Pat Flynn, from the smartpassiveincome.com, he starts each podcast episode with the tagline, work hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefit later. His life is the poster boy example for doing this. I mean This guy worked his ass off for a few years, and now he never has to work again. because He's got all these passive income sources that are paying his bills. And I'll tell you what, the worst time to be out of shape is in old age. Your body may be able to handle extra pounds of weight now, but in old age, when your bones are barely able to sustain it, just standing up is going to be difficult. And on that note, the worst time, absolute worst time, to be unattractive... And to be sexually unappealing is around age 36, because that's when you would otherwise be at the peak of your sex appeal to women. At that age, if you did everything right, if you worked hard in your career and made money and saved your money, got your shit together, got your own house or your own place, got your debts under control, got a social circle established, and have a good physical appearance, and you're in good shape, women will literally kill each other for the chance to be with you they will literally share you with other women and be okay with it bring this up here is because i want to prevent what really depresses so many guys um, i think this may have happened to tiger woods where when he got caught in like all those uh, sex scandals or he was cheating on his wife and everything i think what happened there was he woke up one day in his 40s and just realized oh my god i'm tiger woods I can have sex with any woman I want. And that's why he was cheating on his wife. He got married too early and devalued himself too early because he was looking for satisfaction early on in the moment instead of thinking about it long term. Now, nobody ever told him probably that your value increases with age because we don't tell guys that. We tell them, oh, get married as early as you can because they want you to be a slave to the system. And it's really an employer thing too. Employers want you to be married as early as possible because married guys are more likely to show up for work and not question authority not try to go off and start their own business, not try to think outside the box or rise up through the ranks to be something greater than the boss. No, they're just going to do what they're told because that's what they do at home is they do what they're told by their wife. That's what I think has happened to Tiger Woods is that he got to that age where he's at the peak of his sexual market value and he wanted to capitalize on it. But some of the guys that are really angry were guys that got married at, say, age 23 or age 25. And then at 36... They notice, hey, all these other women like me, and they're all willing to sleep with me, but I can't have them because I'm married. I want to prevent that for you, because wisdom is prevention. And the wisest thing you can do today is prevent things from becoming problems tomorrow. This is what it means to marry your future self and have one-itis for your future self. Give your future self all the sweet gifts and gestures you'd give to a woman you'd simp for. Instead of searching for an ideal soulmate, search for a happier future self. Put yourself in the shoes of your future self five years ahead of now. And ask yourself, what could you look back and say, Man, I'm really glad I did that five years ago. Or what would make you say, man, I'm really glad I didn't do that. Ask yourself what would make you f- miserable five years from now and avoid it. Become super self-aware when you might be causing future unhappiness, especially when your mind seeks to justify that future unhappiness or compounding costs that you're about to incur. And these are things like, Oh, it's just one more donut. Or, I'll only watch a little bit more porn. Or, oh, I owe this to myself. You owe a lot more to your future self than you do to yourself. That feeling That says, dude, maybe I should save money, or maybe I should eat less shit and work out more, and maybe I should wear a condom. That is the voice you need to listen to the most. I got no sympathy for those guys that have kids out of wedlock. I mean, what the fuck did you think was going to happen when you had unprotected sex with that woman. How hard is it for you to just put a damn condom on? So you guys deserve to be crippled and living in poverty for the rest of your life paying child support because you just couldn't do that. I mean, hell, even a vasectomy is cheap. Right now there's a lot of memes going around on social media saying, "Hey, the best way to prevent abortion is get a vasectomy." I Man, I'm for this. Get a freaking vasectomy because nothing's going to ruin your life more, and nothing ruins society more than unwanted children. And I remember uh, way back in my early days of working when all I could uh, get a job in was restaurants, I remember one guy who was definitely a loser, absolute loser. One guy that was working in the kitchen with me, he was like, oh, but it just doesn't feel as good, man, when you're in there and you're feeling her raw insides on you. That just feels so amazing. And I remember thinking like, uh-huh, is that worth how much you're paying for it right now with all the child support you pay? Because this guy had a couple of illegitimate kids with a few different women. And I can imagine at the time he was having sex with all these women, he was thinking, oh man, this just feels so good. Oh, maybe I should put a condom on. But no, man, this just feels so good. I just got to keep doing it here, man. Almost finished. Oh yeah, I'm about to come. Oh. And then it's too late. He's already impregnated the woman. And you know the deal that You, as a man, have zero reproductive rights. You have no authority and no say in what happens once the sperm leaves your body. Another example is that a coaching client of mine, I told him once, hey, you gotta invest your money here. Let's uh, find you a mutual fund, let's get you invested in that. And I tell you what, if you continue investing, you'll double your money in five years. I remember this guy complained to me saying, but that will take five years. So he didn't do it. Well, five years from then, He was the exact same person and was in the exact same position of poverty and they could have been looking back at their situation and saying, man, I'm glad I did this five years ago. So whenever you hear that excuse of, oh, but that will take five years, you have to start somewhere, bro. It's going to take a long time to lose 50 pounds, but you have to start somewhere. It's going to take a long time to read this book. But you have to start somewhere. It's going to take a long time to learn to code. But you have to start somewhere. Loving your future self the most also means committing to your goals and your purpose by taking responsibility for your outcome. Be your own emotionally supportive partner by developing your own emotional intelligence. This will ensure that the negative self-talk that goes on in your head is eliminated and replaced by the type of talk you'd hope to hear from a supportive, loving partner. The concept continues with how you take responsibility for your own fun. That way, you don't depend on a woman to be your fun. You don't depend on friends to be your source of fun, you have your own world within yourself. Like a close couple that has their own world together. And the amusement is never ending. And I'll tell you how I have this. I have this when I'm writing my books, both of the nonfiction and the fiction books that I write. That's my own little world that I have with myself. Now, no, I'm not this introvert that stays shut in all day, never socializes with people. Oh, I've had plenty of opportunities i have plenty of uh, times where i'm going out and i'm socializing with people i'm a very extroverted person actually but if say there were more lockdowns because of covid and they said everybody's got to stay indoors again i could live with it i could live with it just fine because i do have my own little world that i can go to you can be your own nurse that serves you with the best medicine whenever needed laughter and you can do this because you found all the things that make you happy and how to attain them on your own What you have accomplished with this is a realization that you are in fact whole. No longer are you ever going to feel like you need a woman to make you feel whole. Because you already are. And for this reason, for that alone, women will be drawn to you. Because you come across as the complete and total package. And yeah, that's what they, you hear them say is, Oh, I need to have the total package. Need to have the most well-rounded man possible. Because yeah, they want that's what they want. When they say that they wait at the finish line for the winner, that's what the winner looks like. You're not a project that they undertake or a diamond in the rough. They're not going to search for any of that. They want the complete person. They want a consistent world they want to explore like the Marvel comic universe. And this marriage goes on by sculpting yourself the way you wish your ideal wife would sculpt herself for you. When you endure the self-inflicted fires of the gym for the assurance of an attractive appearance, but you're doing it for yourself. There's no disappointment if others don't dish out the same approval for your sacrifices. But when they do approve, you realize they have the same good taste as you. And perhaps there can be a relationship created as a result. You want a hot woman to be your girlfriend? You need to be a hot guy. There's just no way around it. In the same way, groom and dress yourself the way you would for a promising first date with your dream woman, but do it for you. And this will be the physical reminder that you are, in fact, worthy. So many of the messages that this world gives out are subtle suggestions that you're not worthy. But by grooming and dressing to impress yourself, The well-polished man looking back at you in the mirror overrules such reminders because he's the ultimate evidence to the contrary. Love your future self the way that you want someone else to love you. And in doing so, you'll become able to love in a whole new way. When you look at your future self in this marriage, you're loving yourself for who you are, who you choose to be, and right where you are. It's not like, oh, once I lose 10 pounds, I love myself. It's a love like, hey, I love myself, so I'm going to eat right. And I'm going to work out so I can lose that extra 10 pounds and look outwardly Just like the great person I feel like I am inwardly When you have this relationship with yourself You then become able to love others for who they are Right where they are And the way you behave around others Especially on dates changes No longer are you trying to get someone to like you No longer will you feel the need to Because the truth is that There really is only one person You can trust to get down one knee Right in front of you and look you in the eyes And believe when they tell you I will never leave you yourself if you can't get that person to love you then no one else is going to be able to love you in the same way but if you can get that person to love you no one else's love is needed only desire if you can't keep these promises of a better future to yourself you're not ready to make them to another person if you were told that the next car you buy or the next house you move into was the only one you'd ever own for the rest of your life how would you handle it well you'd certainly make sure it was well maintained fully insured kept clean cared for in the same way you only get one mind and one body for the rest of your life and you only get one life Why would you not do the same for those? That's what it means to marry your future self. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland. Your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com.